This is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. Welcome to True Real Estate 911. It's Brian Mudd with your local real estate pro, Lisa True, with a five-step process on today's show to buying a home. If you get these five steps right, you're going to be set up for maximum success. And Lisa, she's going to bring it all to you. Now, before we get started on today's show, if you're not already there, go to truerealestate911.com. That's truerealestate911.com. And of course, if you need a real estate resource, whether you're buying, selling, or if you just want more information, you have questions, the truth's ready to help you. Seven days a week at 561 972 8326. That's 561-972-8326. Lisa, one of the most overlooked aspects of the entire real estate process, I believe, is buying. Because so often people think that the real estate agent doesn't necessarily make near as much difference as they really do. And you see buyer errors every day. You know, I was meeting with somebody last night and they were telling me that they had found a dream home a couple of years ago and due to poor advice, they ended up not getting that dream home. It was completely inexperienced by the agent of giving them poor advice. And we see this all the time and it's not, it's not just buying the home, it's getting through the challenges that come along and making sure that you are competitively um represented so that all of those challenges are handled in a way that you're happy with and satisfied with. One of the biggest mistakes that I've seen over the course of time is that people don't realize that until the closing paperwork has been signed, the deal isn't done. Right. And so let's get started with the five steps to buying a home. Step one, getting pre-approved. Let's talk about the intricacies of that seemingly innocent enough process. Yes, there's a difference between pre-qualified and pre-approved. And many people think they have a pre-approval and really what they have is a pre-qualification. They call up their local bank, they give them what their income is, what expenses that they have, you know, what debts they have. And they get a letter a few minutes later saying, great, you're a premium buyer and here's what you can buy. They haven't looked at tax returns. They haven't pulled credit. They haven't um, checked pay stubs to make sure that that income is not bonused, you know, making sure that is it a base income? It all matters. And so really what you need to do before you ever step into a property, is to have a proper pre-approval, number one. And number two, to have it by someone that is respected in the industry. So if you go up against multiple offers, which still happens in certain price ranges, that the agent that has a listing will be excited about that deal versus looking at it and going, oh my gosh, this bank is a nightmare. Because you want to have the credibility to be able to close and the expectation by the people that you're buying that property from that they're going to get to the closing table without the runaround that you're talking about. And also with with the least amount of headaches uh, that are possible. You know, many uh, banks have a reputation for missing 
closing dates. It's just normal for them. And it's not normal for anyone else in the transaction. It's not normal for the seller who's packed and ready to go and often waiting to close on their new home. It's not normal for the buyer who's also ready to move into their new home. Movers have been organized. They're living out of boxes at this point. And the it is important to make sure that the lender that you have has a greatest chance of closing and closing on time. I really wish that they had like the airlines have, which is the on-time rating. Yes. Wouldn't yes. that be great if you could say, what percentage of the time does the lender actually close? And so when we recommend lenders, there's a reason. The number one reason we recommend the lenders we recommend is because of their reputation, number one, and their results, number two, because when they say they can do something, they can. The fall-through rate has been upwards of 40% at times in recent years, right? Largely due to this problem. The fall-through rate is purely of someone not doing a proper pre-approval. Just looking at it on its surface. And I mean, honestly, I could do that. Somebody could tell me their their income and their debts, and I could say, yep, you can, you can get that loan. But that is not what you need. You need a very deep level process you need to provide documents and the other thing that that does is that sometimes there are errors that need to be fixed maybe there's something on your credit report you didn't even know it was there if you start this process early you have time to fix it and still buy your home in the time frame that you planned on all right pre-approvals not pre-qualifications with a lender that has a great track record for meeting its timelines and getting you to the closing table step two meeting for a brief consultation in advance tell us about this important step in the process this is the part that people really resist the most and i think it's the most important part what i really want to do is instead of show you 50 homes and ask you five questions, which is basic. the basic questions people are get asked. What price range do you wanna look in? How many bedrooms do you need? How many bathrooms do you need? What's your square footage and what city do you wanna live in? Those are the five questions that both buyers and the typical real estate agent would ask, right? Mm -hmm. I would rather sit with you and ask you 50 questions and eliminate all of the non-fit properties and show you five. Now, isn't that more efficient? Makes sense to me. The other thing is we want to explain the process. And the interesting thing that a lot of people buy in a home say, well, I, I purchased lots of homes. Yes, and the question is how long ago? Because things have really changed. The understanding the market that you're in and the process that you're in is really critical. And I just find that the success rate dramatically goes up if we can sit down and meet and walk through that process. The other thing that I think is really important is hiring us as a buyer's agent versus a transaction broker. Having us on your side to represent you. Remember, it's kind of like a legal analogy, because it's probably the one that makes most sense to people, is if you're representing the transaction, it's more like mediation. Right. Where if I'm representing you, whether on the listing side or the buy side, it's more like hire, hiring an attorney to represent your best interest. Makes perfect sense. So a meeting can be a lot of places. 
A meeting can be in our office, in your home. It can be at a coffee shop. It can even be online. So for a lot of our clients, especially when they're coming down here and they're going to buy a home, we don't wait till they get here to do that consultation. We do the consultation before they even arrive in the state of Florida so that when they get here, their time is exceptionally valuable because they have to go back home. Sure. And so we can be flexible about where we meet. We're really not all that flexible about meeting, though. It's really important. It's in everyone's interest. It makes all the sense of the world to look at five homes and get to the same place rather than 50 homes to get back to the same place. And who knows, maybe over the course of time of looking at 50 different homes, the home you really are most interested in already has activity. So yes, that that second step is uh, very meaningful and, and makes a great deal of sense. So these are the five steps to buying a home. This is number three, selecting the right home. Well, the concept makes sense, but I'm guessing that there is a bit more behind that simplistic sounding statement. Yeah, so we take the information that we learned during the consultation and we select a handful of homes. Now, this is not for our, our person coming down from up north we, where we only have a couple of days. But if you live locally, we're going to select a couple of homes, a few homes, and get you out into them and make sure that our picture in our head is equal to your picture. And instead of showing you 10 homes that first day and you hating all of them, we're going to get you in two or three and you're going to go, yep, that's exactly the style I'm looking for. That makes sense. We can even encourage this even better by having people look on our website and saving their favorites because then we can see what they're liking online. Finding the right properties to even get into really comes from a detailed consultation. And also part of it is experience and instinct. Many times I've had agents in our office say, this is their house. And you know what? It usually is because they really are great at listening. And the other thing is they know the product. So my buyer's agents, they see hundreds of homes. They study online thousands of homes and they're always like understanding the market and also understanding okay the lifestyle that each area would give because most people aren't buying bedrooms and baths they're buying the lifestyle that they want and so just being clear on that and then modifying as we need to but generally that first time out it just validates that we've listened well i would imagine that especially when you're dealing with folks from outside of this area that it can be really challenging managing the expectations to find the right fit if people have done a fair amount of their own research because of everything that palm beach county does have to offer and the idiosyncrasies of all 39 plus different municipalities we have here the biggest challenge is that We have two types of properties that sometimes give an unrealistic value uh, expectation out there, and that is our active 55 and over condo market. Often those are very affordable, and if you're not 55 and over, you can't live there, and so there's not a lot of other options in that under $100,000 price range where if you're just looking online, it seems like, wow, look at all these great condos. The other thing is the mandatory country club. Sometimes those are dramatically below value if you took that and moved it to another non-restrictive community. And so that starts with the initial conversation when somebody comes to our website and we reach out to them and make contact with them and we see them looking at those 
type of properties, we just, we're always going, is that what you're looking for? If it is, great. If it's not, then we have to educate them even on line so before they get here they they do have a realistic picture makes perfect sense i've actually known two people one of them happens to be on my street right now that ended up buying property sight unseen another time was in savannah and then realized that it wasn't going to be a good fit for them in their lifestyle once they did close on it so selecting the right home means more than just looking and having everything seemingly check out online um, you know this piece of the process that you end up delivering to ensure that the expectation meets uh, what the individual buyer is looking for, I I know is a critical detail that can save a great deal of headache uh, later on. That is absolutely the goal. And one of the things, and we also have people buy sight unseen, and there's a way to do that, which gives a maybe a clearer picture and describing not just the house, but the area and letting them see. FaceTime is great. We can show most things to clients from all over the world today. That is pretty neat. And your use of technology is outstanding. Lisa teaches me new things constantly. All right. Um, the, fourth, the fourth step to buying a home. Now, negotiating and getting the outcome you want, that is certainly a critical part of the process. Something that you know I've been uh, frequent to mention is that 1%, just 1% variance on the average property in our area, you're talking about thousands of dollars, let alone when you're talking about percents larger than that. You make your money on a property when you purchase it, not when you sell it. Especially, we're finding a lot of mistakes right now from people in the investment game, especially those that have gotten into it recently, Mm -hmm. because they're kind of buying into the hype, which kind of, it's a concern, right? When people start buying into the hype. And so negotiating really is about helping you get as the buyer what you want or the seller in a way that still accomplishes your financial goals. And it is important to understand the exit strategy and why you're buying and what the goals are. You know, a lot of times I think agents come in and they think that what the buyer wants them to do is is play hardball and negotiate that deal that you know, is a great killer deal. Now, if you're an investor, that may be the case. And yet, what when you ask buyers, all the studies say that the buyer wants you to get them the home. Right. That's number right. one. And obviously, we're very proud of our track record for negotiating on both price, but also terms, having things like favorable closing dates, having closing cost credits, having renegotiations when there's things that were unforeseen on inspections. I'm excited to share when our most recent, probably our best renegotiation that we've ever done closes. Wow. And I I honestly couldn't believe what we were able to renegotiate for our buyer. I think we um, upset the agent. (laughs) You know, we represent, remember, the buyer. We don't represent the deal. And we kept reminding her of that, that we are a single agent. We represent this person. And she said, well, you're doing it very well, which I took as a compliment. A compliment, yes. And so negotiation, sometimes I attribute it to a tennis match so the buyer is going to initiate the serve right okay okay they're throwing the offer out there first and depending on how you 
serve the ball depends on how it's hit back. Often, the reaction that somebody gets from a seller is because the serve was bad. Makes bad sense. serve, bad return, right? Or I don't... I'm just the person that's supposed to be returning it, in which case all you have to do is make sure it's in. <laughs> Perfect. And so I always want to negotiate an offer at a price where a seller hesitates and says, should I counter it or should I take it? To me, that's a good offer because that's when you get the best deals, when they're hesitant and they really want to counter it, but they're afraid to. Well, the other thing you're getting into as well is psychology. And, and this is something that I've seen firsthand, how you really excel in being able to manage your buyer and seller psychology to the advantage of whom you're representing. Because there are emotions involved. There is a strategic element to the negotiation itself, given that there is knowledge that there's likely to be one to take place at the onset. And so managing all those expectations and details and being able to do so in an unemotional way uh, has traditionally been a real strength to those that you served. Yeah, and we love negotiating. It's one of the, there's two passions that I personally have, and that's marketing and negotiating. Those are the two things, if I if I could just do that all the time, which mostly I can, so I'm pretty fortunate, then it's a great day. And, you know, I think that negotiations on, there's really nobody in our company that doesn't love negotiations. And so I think that it doesn't have to be intense. Just once again, though, we are single agents. So we are going to look and see how we can position it so that everything really comes to our client's favor. And now we're up to the fifth step, the final step in the buying process. So I like the way you put this. Now the fun starts. So the contract to close. Uh, details. Tell us about this. So contract to close, people always say, what is that? That is once we have a, a contract signed and the seller's accepted your your offer or you've accepted the buyer's offer, the contract to close is, in my opinion, one of the most challenging parts. And I think it's the part that probably gets the least amount of attention and yet it's probably the most important in the process. This is where all the challenges come through where there's financing issues, there's appraisal issues, there's inspection issues. Talk about emotions. This is the time where we get emotional, uh, not as, as buyers and sellers. This is the time when, as a buyer or seller, it's the third biggest stressor in life is buying or selling a home. And so this is the time where we start to have that breakdown and having somebody on your side. At Trigger Group Real Estate, we have a dedicated person that that's all he does 40 to 50 plus hours a week is walk alongside our, our clients and make sure they're going to be okay and make sure that all the details are being covered. And when things come up, he's the one that says this is a little deal or a big deal. And it is one of the reasons why past clients come back to us over and over and over because of that comfort that they've had with with the contract to close part but also the expertise and knowing once again when something is like oh this is nothing and then knowing when to say okay we we have an issue let here's and here's how we deal with it and during contract to close you have a whole group of people working together to make sure you get what you want which is closed closed on time and with everything being as you expected. 
The five steps to buying a home, all available for you with the True Group. Again, there are resources there for you seven days a week at 561-972-8326. 561-972-8326. And if you're not already there, get started right now at truerealestate911.com.